0: Morning, America. This is uh, Jerry Rhodes coming to you from Chicago, Illinois, on the podcast, The American Enterprise Swing Vote Party, a third party to pull extreme the extremes towards the middle. Bring the divided parts together. Have a swing vote. Have a referee. Have a plot to our story which is, keep America great. I'm saying in this podcast, uncommon sense with common sense solutions, with foresight, not foreplay, or a wet dream, doing the right thing faster, discarding the wrong things faster yet. What would that be? What would you see the wrong things that, that we need to do slower or faster? Faster for sanity. Number one, sanctuary states, cities, counties, townships, towns turned into opportunity zones and let the people provide the dynamics of free enterprise, not contorted illegal immigration. It's a solution to this madness of open borders and sanctuary for anybody which means handout, means we've incurred more overhead and we're sinking the ship faster. So common sense with common sense solutions. The solution is close the borders. You gotta have qualifications to get in. Number one is to speak our language. Number two is to pay your way. Number three is to learn to earn and have a skill to build. And then you will be a happy, not camper a revamp of our, not economy, but our enterprise. So number two is close the borders to derelicts and purveyors of crime on our American ethics, work ethics, and patriotism. You're killing the goose that lays the golden egg. The American dream It's turned to a rotten egg. The more weight we have to carry in terms of those that do not contribute to its... Success. Success. That's, that's health, happiness, and prosperity for everyone that can earn it by working and complying with our standards of ethics and patriotism. Four, enforced, enforce accountability using generally accepted accounting principles and cost of economics to fund our laissez-faire enterprise. Folks, for investment and return, we have to have a profit. We have to get rid of the high fixed costs of government. We have to downsize government and upsize small businesses. The large businesses are just takeovers of the small business and add more overhead. 40% of government regulations on everyone. It's sinking, it's sunk the ship. It's not sinking the Titanic the Titanic is at the bottom of the two oceans that are dominated by Chinese and their alliances and their monopsony government and their monopoly shipping and distribution system. They've employed us and uh, will eventually take over what they can get out of our collateral when they establish they want the insolvency of, of our country they want their money back. They want the they want to cash in their treasuries. They want to get the discounted amount in their pocket. Five. We have to elect a third-party candidate that will carry out the quasi-reorganization plan to keep America great. <clears throat> and in my opinion, that is Mitt Romney and Joe Manchin. One's a rhino and the other one's a dino. They both have the skills to lead the party I founded, which is the American Enterprise Swango Party, to not play economics, but to play the monopsony game where we defeat the buyer and seller of, of the supply line by turning the tables on those that export more to us than uh, we import to them, factor in all the costs of business, including shipping and distribution and marketing, and also some rules and regulations to prevent hacking and stealing small business, American small businesses' ideas. So this podcast is start making the, the right decisions, faster, not the wrong things faster. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Over now. This is a poem in uh, the ninth wonder of the world, Uncommon Sense. The babe is born, oh so pure. child is raised to be secure. The adolescent is a test in a sense. The adult is the rest of experience. Nothing is the purity of the newborn. Something is the care of a childish scorn. Half-truths threaten a teenage love. Reality is the end of what maturity thinks of. Yet life can be good. Yes, life can be what it should, taken in the proper context of weakness and needless sex. But only the living live, as only the giving give, while the takers are cheap and the dozens on end don't dare leap. Sensing the churn of doubt and letting only cheerleaders shout, why it's better to do than seek kicks from a brew. But if and however the babe is born for a reason, and flowers aren't the victims of a season, then I can understand why a prince would grow to king through experience, even if ugly and crass, with the charm of an ass, if the money is at their backs, in spite of the facts, talking of more lawmaking and lower tax. A king of no man's land, standing in sinking sand. Where experience makes dollars and cents when we need common sense. Vote for the goat or the moat. Neither can bail the boat. When we need a scout to turn the country about. Exercising common sense is so uncommon that it doesn't exist. And larger is better and a prodigal son an effective third party for a contrast. Before our freedoms are lost to institutions too vast. Before our freedoms are lost to institutions too vast. Is that where we are or where we're going or where we've been? I'd say all three. Taking a look at the future with common sense would dictate that we need a swing vote third party playing referee, keeping things in the middle of the road. Moderation and common sense will lighten the load and continue to keep American fate. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. Richard. What are we going to talk about today? You tell me. Why don't we start it out with a poem? Okay. Sounds good. This is called That's Life. It's the ninth wonder of the world that I'm studying now out of the five wonders of the world. Yet have a 13th wonder, which I'm in the process of doing. That's life. Risk of any nature causes apprehension, and no type of suture can relieve the tension. Because it pulls at the very marrow. the very bones become bare, and the tendency is to only see sorrow. Risk seems to always be there. But it's amazing how holding the head up, broadening the mouth into a smile, and being thankful for the half-filled cup rather than standing on trial. These are all facets of freedom, and God thanks for the chance to become something more than deaf and dumb in life's hard-earned romance to match fear with courage to claim the kingdom. Some people call this faith, some call it gambling. Some people can, can't wait to be a part of the sting, but it is unbeknownst to them, but it is unbeknownst to them since they're hiding under the rolling rock and not a part of the limb. Their doors close to the knock, when beyond is the essence of him, just waiting to be taken in by a few words of prayer and a risk not forsaken. So give me risk or give me death. And alas, the bisque shall have the truth. No. And alas, the bisque shall drown the wrath. What's the bisque? What is that? The bisque is a, a, a mixture. So give me risk or give me death. And alas, the bisque shall drown the wrath and submerging from the sea of mediocrity will be those who had faith in me and the kingdom of the free. Risky business, risky love affairs, risky ventures, risky work, risky places, risk is drawing for aces. All risks must be taken, and the future will awaken to you and your kin. The result is to win, while some lose to them. That's life. It slides up as well as down. Women's hearts beat for more than just the sound. Men sing songs to express the virtue of right and the sins of wrongs. Some get married and become man and wife, accepting it all, because that's life. Virtue is more than a springtime tune, and the feeling you get with the rising moon. It's almost heartfelt in the lips of a woman expressing fears she'll lose her man. For the man's concern for what he yearned and to indiscretions he'll burn. For loss of faith is a boomerang. It's <coughs> what? A boomerang. If to matrimony he sang, for you see the scales of justice have... T- have tied and blessed us seeing if we meet the standards or if our life is just shallow words. And the judgment will be handed down and it will be known all around by those who are close to you, even those who are passing through. For it can be seen in the face of a sinner and detected in the smile of a winner that faith and honor cannot wait For with its relentless knife, justice cuts cuts away the shrouds of life, leaving each of us naked, stark, bare, and awakened to the reality of what we are. And in some form of fulfillment or strife, we come to know that's life. Yes, the slide goes both ways, coming down with ease. Getting back up isn't a breeze. Just like climbing a mountain to get thin air, to get some air and finding that it's thinner and ease isn't there, that's life. Just like climbing a mountain to get some air and finding that it's thinner and ease isn't there, that's life. In the fast lane. Risk of any nature causes apprehension. And no type of suture can relieve the tension because it pulls at the very marrow. The very bones become bare and the tendency is to only see sorrow. Risk seems to always be there. But it's amazing amazing how holding the head up, broadening the mouth into a smile, and being thankful for a half-filled cup rather than standing on trial. These are all facets of freedom, and God thanks for the chance to become something more than deaf and dumb in life's hard-earned romance, to match fear with courage to claim the kingdom. Some people call this faith, some call it gambling. Some people can't wait to be a part of the sting, but it is unbeknown to them since they're hiding under the rolling rock and not a part of the limb. Their door is closed to the knock, when beyond is the essence of him, just waiting to be taken in by a few words of prayer and a risk not forsaken. So give me risk or give me death, and alas, the best shall drown the wrath, and submerging from the sea of mediocrity will be those who had faith in thee and the kingdom of the free. Risky business, risky love affairs, risky ventures, risky work, risky places, risk in drawing for aces. All risk must be taken, and the future will awaken to you and your kin. The results is to win, while some lose to them. That's life. Slides go up as well as down. Women's hearts beat for more than just the sound. Men sing songs to express the virtue of right and the sins of wrongs. Some get married and some and become man and wife, accepting it all <clears throat> because that's life. Virtue is more than a springtime tune and the feeling you get with the rising moon. It's almost heartfelt in the lips of a woman Expressing fear, she'll lose her man, for the man's concern for whence he yearn, and to indebted indiscretions he'll burn, for loss of faith is a boomerang. If so matrimony, he sang, for you see the scales of justice have tied and blessed us, seeing if we meet the standards or if our life is just shallow words. And the judgment will be handed down, and it will be known all around by those who are close to you, even those who are passing through, for it can be seen in the face of a sinner and detected in the smile of a winner, that faith and honor cannot wait, for with its relentless knife, justice cuts away the shrouds of life, leaving each each of us naked, stark, bare, and awakened. To the reality of what we are. And in some form of fulfillment or strife, we come to know that's life. Yes, the slide goes both ways. Coming down is with ease. Getting back up isn't a breeze. Just like climbing a mountain to get some air. And finding that it's thinner and ease isn't there. That's life. (coughs) Why did I read it twice? Well, Sometimes you read it one time, it doesn't make any sense. And then you read it again, and it makes a lot of sense. So today, we're going to try to exercise what I've called uncommon sense. And I've got a poem about that, but I'm not going to read it. I'm going to talk about what we were talking about uh, earlier is... um, Uncommon sense would be uh, making, the wrong idea, making the wrong decisions faster. And common sense would be making the right decisions faster. So what would be the wrong decisions and the right decisions? Well, let's talk about binomics. Then we'll talk about Reaganomics. What is Bidenomics? Well, first of all, uh, he he ignored speaking about where America's economic stand. Uh, Defaulting on on the debt 79 times, amending the Constitution 28 times, pitting Uh, The Democrats against the Republicans, the the McCoys versus the Hatfields, and claiming that he has created more jobs than any other president ever, he should be on Mount Rushmore, as Trump asserted for himself, and neither are the the answer, because they're making the wrong say, decisions Faster, not the right not the right decisions faster, or it, it, a, insanity isn't making the wrong decisions faster. It's being sane by making the right decisions faster. Okay, that's a bunch of play on words, but what does it really mean for America, the great number one? as we all Americans assert, while the rest of the world diverts that opinion into their own conclusion. Uh, So getting back to Bidenomics, he asserts that he start, he his form of economics, we have to, I defined economics as what it is, it's the foundation to the House of Cards. And then the building of a better house and foundation is enterprise. So they're distinctly different. And so he wasn't talking and will not talk about the status of our great American enterprise because at this time it's losing its you-know-what. It's losing it to the, the, the thought that if we allow others to steal our ideas and call them your own, as did Bill Gates and those that had never invented a product or paid, a, paid a, uh, the price for uh, a payroll. Uh, and in his case, he stole his idea from Xerox of Windows <clears throat> and others that claim they are billionaires, just happened to take the ideas of others and run with them they were doing their thing faster than the entrepreneur that invented it. So what does that mean with Bidenomics? Well, Joe Biden is a bureaucrat. He, he flunked third grade economics and he flunked the law exam and somehow plagiarized his way into finally passing it. And then somehow, some way after... Forty or fifty years of being a bureaucrat and being a bully, uh, his pulpit, uh, summited, by following Barack Obama as his spineless VP right into the presidency. On the on the on the basis of he didn't know anything about enterprise. That's really been the status of many of our presidents because they were attorneys first from Harvard, Yale, or uh, who knows where, but it was with a law degree because good God, everybody knows in, in America that everything starts and emanates from our government. It's uh, what you call a top-down uh, problems and the solutions have to come from the bottom up, from the people, of the people, by the people. So Bidenomics is not about uh, the results of our huge uh, business here. Uh, It's about controlling the roots of a dying enterprise. And that, that, that would be being competitive around the world and not allowing our competition to, <coughs> to to steal our technology and claim that they're going to produce it at lower labor costs. Therefore, it will be more profitable to America. Well, what happened and is happening still, and China being the biggest example Along with Russia, Iran, and all the other uh, autocrats that hang out around the world as kings and queens or warlords, or or the Politburo and Big Brother and the Brotherhood, that's our competition, and we fed the competition <laughs> the competition with the very thing that will bring America to its knees. And I say will. I think it has, and we're not hearing that on our propaganda machine here on our cell phones or our computers or our TV sets because the politicians aren't going to talk about what makes America not great, but bankrupt. And so am I exaggerating this? Am I making this up? Am I a conspiracy theorist? Is Donald Trump coaching me on how to take over uh, the greatest institution ever built, America, when in effect we need to recognize that what makes America great is its enterprising Americans. It is the capitalists or the monetary capitalists, the shareholders that invest in the entrepreneurs who are, who are inventing things from the bottom up. And the big guys take them and run with them, and then all of a sudden the wealth's at the top. And at the bottom, we have 60,000 new businesses starting every month and 60,000 businesses going out of business. Most in Chapter 11 or 7 or 13 of bankruptcy, which is the greatest value that that our country offers to people, is if you risk and fail, you can get back up, Uh, you know, give certain debts that you have a haircut and get to the break-even point and move on, making money, being profitable, creating capital, creating value, creating the, the basis of our stock market, our bond market, and our free market enterprise, which is now broadened to a competitive business around the world, global trade, the supply line, uh, where, where do we stand there? Well, we have a trillion dollar uh, loss every year to be having a negative uh, supply line uh, result. In other words, our competition, uh, 30 nations export more to us than we import to them. We are no longer the primary exporter of technology, manufactured goods, prescription drugs, clothing, uh, all the essentials. Warren Buffett, who made his, his billions on investing in the Dairy Queens and the Gillette Razors and all of the essentials, now basically has his investment overseas where they're made. And why did they, why was it shifted over there for them to manufacture and us to be a service or advertising country? Well, it was said that they have cheaper labor. Matter of fact, they've employed children in their sweatshops and uh, and they hardly pay them anything. And oh, we've got to shift our businesses over there. and Also, our our franchises rushed over there because of their huge. Population. Oh my goodness! Uh, they're they're enrich- we're enriching China so it can be more like America, and we can almost be partners in this. Uh, they make them and we sell them. We're the biggest consumer base now in the world. That's how we got to number one, and now that's how we will lose our number one standing, because not only is China not not employing children in in slave labor, as we're led to believe. You go there and look, they may have 20 cities larger than New York City with these tall buildings. They weren't built by kids or children or or low-cost labor. They were built by their 745 million workers in China that have one leader and no trade unions and no high overhead that's imposed by the regulators and the attorneys and the bankers and the economists and the professors and the public health officials that can start up a pandemic by being right in the midst of China. Maybe, maybe our leader, Fauci, thought he could take down China in the Wuhan lab by sending them a synthetic COVID, and then somehow, some way, they would stupidly let it out, and it would take China down. No, unfortunately, they were traveling around the world, and it, it almost took the world down with him leading what he called this quack science theory of the things that didn't work in in eighteen nineteen eighteen when we had COVID. That was mass and social distancing and quarantining and tracking of the you know uh, the disease, which was impossible. And closing down the non-essential businesses—that was the small businesses, and the churches, and the schools—and letting the essential businesses, big government, big brother, big brotherhood, the big boxes, the big uh, pharma—that was buying their supplies from China and India—and all of a sudden, uh, we found out that that China had built her own cargo ships, five thousand four hundred of them. And they would then ship these goods during the pandemic. It used to be 3,000 per container. They manufactured the containers as well. And robotics load and unload them in In the largest uh, shippers of the world. Ports uh, are in China. Shanghai, 14,000 acres of empty containers, all color-coded and loaded and unloaded by robotics to ships that go to 100 ports around the world. Basically, creating this, recreating the supply line, the global trade, which is not going to go away because we don't control the, the worldwide supply line any longer. China does, and with them, they've partnered or are aligned with Russia, Iran, OPEC, uh, India, Africa, Brazil, Argentina. Wait a minute. Though so some of those are our friends. Well, no, we don't have a lot of friends around the world. Truman dropped two bomb atomic bombs on on uh, civilians, and we're still considered to be imperialistic when we're building missile sites in Poland to you know piss off Russia, and we're building B twenty one bombers, hundred billion dollars worth of stealth stratos supersonic. Uh, probably would, could be autonomous bombers. And those are to be delivered here to the to the Department of Defense in their defense budget in the mid-2030s. And they've already got a prototype. And then they're also, in the Navy has got an order in for five, six, ten autonomous auric submarines. They look like a big whale. And they're planning... Uh, um, hard-nosed landmines, I forget what the name of those things are, uh, in our oceans to protect us from our enemies. Well, are our enemies our fish or the whales that are going to run into these things and set them off? This is insanity making, making or doing the wrong things faster. That's my definition of insanity, is you're trying to do the wrong things faster, and the sanity doesn't seem to arrive until it happens. And then we're we're not in the number one country in the world. We are not the leader of the world. We are not what we're told by the Bidenomics or the Reaganomics or any other economics. Look at the enterprise to be able to to weigh the outcome. Where there's income, where there's a positive outcome, there is income. We don't have that in America right now. We are failing our people. We are making decisions that are way antiquated, not focused on problem solving, but just using that famous word, issue. And Sam Rayburn told LBJ, just go along to get along in politics. We don't have good leadership. It's terrible. There There is no leader in this country that I can think of that can lead us out of this other than Mitt Romney. Why him? He lost. Well, so did Trump. Trump lost everything. Was he the answer? No, he didn't have a plan. He didn't have a focus on, a, on, a, on how to reorganize our debt and how to make money. Oh, I thought he could make the deal. Well, he's making a deal on, on real estate and tall buildings that are half empty now. And that's what China's facing is its real estate problem because they're doing the same thing, but faster. So who's going to leave this out of this? Well, Mitt Romney is an expert on quasi-reorganization and bankruptcy. So are you saying America is bankrupt? Yes. Look at the debt clock. Well, what does that mean? You can't believe that. It's just a a conspiracy here to, to... overthrow America. No, it's to keep America great. We have an unpayable amount of unrecorded obligations. We are not on generally accepted accounting principles as a country or as a state or as a county or any city. They're all institutions of government. Like a church Pass the plate, called taxes, and when it isn't enough, then you borrow money. And where have we been borrowing money? Well, 70% of us held in the hands of of Americans in terms of a, of, a, of a stock market or a bond market. And the rest of us held by Japan as a leader, 1.7 trillion, and China's second, 1.5 trillion, and Russia, Iran, OPEC, they're, they're all holding the securities along with fiat dollars 300 years of currency was printed out by the U.S. Treasury during the pandemic and put into the into the marketplace. So the dollar is not worth 100 cents. It's not even worth 10 cents, probably, in competition with these other countries that now realize that the world turns on energy, not wind energy or green energy, but fossil fuel energy. And we... Shut down our production, or are in the process of, of chasing this green new nightmare. It's not a green new dream or a green green new deal. Uh, it's a facade, and it's built on on people that want to keep power in America. And the way to do that, of course, is with the, uh, the, the fear. Crichton wrote about. It. You know, the state of fear will control agendas if you let it. And in America, that's the way we're being led, by the, the, the uh, greed gland and the fear factor. And uh, that has to be aborted. And how will you abort that? Well, I, I'm not going to abort it. I'm just saying it's here. I'm not predicting it. It's here. Look at the debt clock. Look at the fact that we have no positive cash flow at any level. We are wasting taxes. Income taxes are gone in March. Everything else to support government is borrowed money. It's either borrowed through the uh, the mortgages that are in play or in the sales taxes that we've... Because the politicians and the bureaucrats, 24 million employed by our big brother, have learned to just go along to get along, not they make the problems, they don't solve them. Why would we expect them to solve them when they made them with proposing 40,000 legislative laws per year at every level and 5,000 get passed and taken away our freedoms and, and have cost us our future? Well, how do you then turn that around? How do you turn the tables on our competition so we now stay number one? Well, I mean, it's been predicted by the hedge funders that we're no longer number one. Uh, In scoring what really makes the number one country in the world, uh, we're sliding down and China's coming up. China has its problems, but they're now rising because of the wealth that's been shifted to them through their uh, monopsony government, which is the buyer and seller of last resort to all these 100 ports around the world and their monopoly on shipping. Uh the the seas 90% of the products in the world are are delivered by by sea or waterways. And they have a a, a CO, is their large shipping company that now is controlling the distribution of those uh essentials that are are manufactured and created in the mostly in the Southeast Asian uh, sector of which China really controls, uh, and it has alliances with Africa, India, uh, Brazil, mm-hmm. Argentina, uh, the cartels in Central America, all for the the sale and distribution of essentials, and then we, as Americans, are providing those. Ports with uh, at at negative return with food production because of our farmland and our precious metals and our technology, which is being stolen through the Chinese and um, other countries coming through our open borders, or transplanted into our universities and colleges uh, and into our Sale of farmland. They're buying up our farmland and our failing businesses, so they can then not just employ, not not destroy, but further employ uh, Americans to work for their their. Uh, they call it their Chinese capital, capitalists and Chinese dream, which is all based upon a top-down. Uh, management and top-down control competing against our top-down management loss of control because we no longer are a democracy. When you have gridlock with your two-party system, you no longer have a democracy. You have one party or the other wanting to control America to the end of the century, and they're killing killing it. If it isn't dead already, then we're, we're riding this dead horse into being second, third, fifth, or tenth place. And is this all just gloom and doom? No. The good news, as I said, I've written a a, a trilogy. The first one is American Enterprise Party, Swing Vote Party, Why We Have to Do It. And I've explained that. And the second one is, how do you do that? Well, it's this... Chapter 15 of the International Bankruptcy Code allows these other companies to demand uh, their share of our collateral if we're insolvent. And the debt clock shows everyone in the world that wants to look at it that America is insolvent. They don't have enough cash flow to pay their bills, so they borrow everything. And as we continue to borrow with the Treasury Secretary, it says, oh, we need a 100-year Treasury bill. Uh, <laughs> Then, then you'll start to realize where our leadership and our cabinet is, is that they are unqualified and incompetent, along with our leader. And it is not a MAGA situation of make America great again. We have to keep America great. We've already lost what what uh, makes us great. That's our uh, we 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 still are the consumer, and the rest of the world are the. Um, the uh, manufacturers, and we have a we, we're also a, an advertising company on Facebook and a, and, 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 a, and, a, um, and in our Twitter, or our social media, and, um, uh, a gossip column, and also an advertising company, or, or organization, or institution for guess what, China's alliances. They've employed us. They're not going to destroy us. Russia's not going to drop a bomb on anyone because they'll just get bombed. Moscow would be gone as well. So, you know, it's, 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 the, the next ceiling on our debt is bankruptcy, and the biggest tool to keep us bankrupt is fear, fear of the unknown until, unless we finally figure out, like I'm saying, what makes us great. And that's just not a dollar and cents thing. That's our ideology that we've lost. Is that's that's freedom. Our freedoms are now uh, being eroded and wiped away by a one-unit, a unit party and a gridlock Congress, and an incompetent presidency, and a Supreme Court that is now, you know, swayed one way or the other by politics. It isn't keeping us. Free. Our purpose is no longer to offer opportunity. It's to enslave everybody like any other uh, monarchy or um, communist or totalitarian uh, country, as Orwell had predicted, as it was happening in Russia and has happened in China, and it's happening here. And we need to not make America great. We need to keep America great. We're not saving America. We are building upon a foundation in the world that has changed. As consumer of the world, we need to then turn the tables on these suppliers and say, "You you have to pay the shipping. You have to pay the unloading and the delivery of these products to the consumer. That's the whole cost of doing business. This is not about economics, folks. This is about enterprise business. Uh, The takeover has happened, and we have to figure out a way to turn the tables. And I've done that with my volume two and my selection of Mitch Mitch Romney as, as as the leader of the third party, the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party. Doesn't have to control anything other than be the swing vote to make sure that anything that gets to the president is focused on winning this war on uh, this trade war, and it'll be not a hot war; it will be a medium to cold war. The the the, the Chinese have outsmarted us. They built their own cargo ships, their ships, their own containers, their own alliances, and America now is the consumer, and until we establish that the consumer is not going to pay all the costs of business, including the the origination of all the ideas because of our small businesses, they don't have them. The rest of the world, if, if if the debtor can't pay their bill, they put them in debtor's prison. They don't let them start over. That's what makes America great. And that wasn't Donald Trump. He didn't invent Enterprise. He's a he's a real estate guy, and his buildings are half empty. But why? Because of 9/11. And who started? Who who caused 9/11? Well, OPEC or or Saudi Arabia or or some other country that wanted to bring America down and didn't realize that they were killing the killing the goose that makes the gold here. And that's the consumer. And we have not exercised the rights of consumerism, and we, and we will under my uh, volume two of, uh, uh, of the reorganization plan. So I, this is proposing a party, a plan, and a um, platform to win, I'll call it, the, the trade war. And it's likened to the Second World War when Hitler was going and was taking over Europe and, and Japan was taking over the South Seas, and uh, America finally realized that it was gonna happen if they didn't enter the war. And we had the greatest president we had, uh, Delano Roosevelt, who, who said after, after um, Pearl Harbor, the only fear we have is the fear of fear itself. And that's the case today. I'm not creating this for the fear factor, I'm creating this for a plan and a platform and a party that will lead us out of this. And the other person that can do that is Joe Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, and Romney, a Republican from Utah. They're both senators, they both are 76, they say they're retiring or getting out of this mess, but I think they're both looking for a way not to save America, but to keep America great. And, and Mansion has and has been knows and has been the swing vote that stops some of this insanity of Bidenomics, which is a, a wet dream and, and and no better than Reaganomics. that was trickled down that never trickled down. So we need to practice what it really is. Is this is free market, laissez faire, enterprise worldwide, and our competition are playing um, behind the scenes. Uh, stealing our ideas and selling them back to us for twice the price, including shipping and distribution. You you, you know who Amazon and Walmart work for? They're employed by the Chinese alliance for the the sale and distribution of their products. And we don't even charge them for shelf space. Coca-Cola has to pay for shelf space in our wholesalers and retailers to show their product. No, China and the and their alliances are getting away with this scot free. And yes, it is business. And yes, Romney and Mansion are the only two I can think of that can lead us out of this. It's my plan, but it's their job, or their 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 aspiration to keep America great that will turn the tables on China, and it will formulate a government of not 24 million. Government workers with a million a million a year being added to, to to take more income taxes from the poor people and give it to who the rich people okay well they're going to have to then reinvest well, how are you going to get them to reinvest they're, they're, The hedge funders are are selling short on America and long on China and the alliances they're investing over there the 401 k plans the the pension California nurses pension plan. The the mutual funds, through Bridgewater, BlackRock, and Vanguard, are hedging against America and for our competition. If you don't believe me, go look. They they won't even tell you who who their investors are and where they're investing it. So you know I have to say wake up. This is about not making America great again or build back big big, big bigger government the the slogans that we hear now are Bidenomics or Reaganomics or the things that don't work. This is all about America, uh, the the greatest free market enterprise ever invented, and it was invented by the pilgrims, not by slave ship that got here in 1619. Uh, uh, the pilgrims had to plant corn and trade it for beans, and beans had to be traded for for clothes and and then they had to be traded for covered wagons and covered wagons for automobiles and planes and trains and our technology that has swept worldwide, our ideas, have been stolen from us just as some of our billionaires have stolen their products and taken them to market and um, we have to turn the tables on them. They're not paying the full cost of doing business with America and the consumer has the last say if they will exert it. We're not getting the pricing that we should get. We're passing wealth to all these other nations, and oh yes, oh yeah, we opened our borders just to let them come in and and grab their share right where where they thought it was, and it isn't gonna be there. They're gonna end up in our ghettos, on our streets, in tents and football fields because they don't speak our language, they don't have our culture, uh, they don't know how to work. They haven't learned to earn and have a skill to build, so they're going to push the, the lower class right out of their jobs and take them over one way or the other. And they've been given welfare che- checks for coming through. That's the mentality of our socialist-type government. And I'm here to say that capitalism and socialism work together every day in our businesses under the under the guidance and leadership of free enterprise. And, and we've taxed it to death. We've bought it to death. We've, we've, we've not had leaders that knew how to to run a a, a, a multi-trillion-dollar business with all kinds of competition. Now it's not it's not just America first and and that'll fix it or keep America mega keep make America great again. And all these slogans that are are not working. And we do have to have the risk taking American workers who are trying to be talked out of taking a risk with autonomous talk of a i and 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 uh, you know we we'll, we won't have any more car accidents because if no one will drive a car, it'll be driven by you. This whole thing is robotics and they're going to replace all these human beings that we have and then we will really have an unfeeling world like China and Russia and whatever, the, rom- the romance is gone. It's all replaced in our country by vulgarity, violence and wealth at the top. And we got Charles Koch as one of the wealthiest. his? He didn't invent natural gas. His father and uncle found it. And now he's the biggest contributor along with this Greek ship, baron, influencing one way or the other that government is the answer. No, he, he Charles Koch wrote it. Believe in people. It's top-down problems with bottom-up solutions. Well, you better support it with a third party because that's the only way you're going to get any kind of resolution of anything in this country. And that's to put the three-party system into the Constitution. Have a referee. Have have the competition of the parties all vying for one thing, and that's to keep not keep yeah keep America great. So is this a political speech, and am I running for president? No. No, I am asking Mitt Romney, and I've sent them books and letters and whatever, and Joe Manchin, to lead the party. And and that is not to take over America. That is to keep America great. Be the referee. Force everything to have to go through the common sense mode instead of all this, we can afford anything, or it's just a speed bump, an like, American can always... Fix it? Well, it's it's beyond fixing. When you have 230 trillion of of current debt, 34 trillion growing at 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 350 billion dollars a day, uh, and 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 200 trillion of unrecorded obligations for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, pensions, government pensions, uh, and uh, 13 entitlement programs all written into law uh, you, were bankrupt. And that will be taken to the courts by any time by China, Russia, Iran, OPEC because they're they're going to de-dollarize trade. And they'll then go to the bankruptcy court and say, uh, America's insolvent. We want our collateral. Well, what is our collateral? Well, that's our farmland and that's our Small businesses, it's our technology, it's our it's our everything. Yeah, it's a takeover. They're not going to bomb us to take us over. They can do it without a shot. They can claim that America is bankrupt, insolvent, and they'll, they want their collateral, just like they went in China did in Tibet. Took them over, that's the kind of takeover that you'll find. It is not peaceful coexistence as the greatest um, offense we had was Kissinger and his detente. He's the one that took down the wall when he and Gorbachev decided that that uh, peaceful coexistence was, was what the world needs, and it still needs it. And we, we're the only country that can actually teach it and show around the world that laissez-faire enterprise. There you have the... the, the, the the wealth and the human capital working together to invent a system where our energy could be produced in nuclear sites in satellites and wired back to using EMC squared back to our grids to actually uh, be the solution for the so-called energy problem which is at this point is just a, a, it's an agenda to take over the world and China's not going to do it they, they're the biggest offender they're not they're they're moving in that direction but in in, in Africa they're going to take over the mines and in south south America they they want to control the gold the um, all the all the components too, solar panels the so-called green energy that Can't can't even touch uh, the energy needs of of a world that runs on electricity. We don't run on words or speculation or promises. The whole world runs on electricity, and the insanity is is that we're making the wrong decisions faster, and the only way to bring sanity back to it is to make the right decisions faster. And that's what I'm trying to to accomplish in the podcast. And Sherry, you you haven't said a word, but uh, I'm I'm running out of time and words. What do you think? How do you feel? <laughs> well, I I just think you have to continue on with uh, what you're trying to accomplish, and maybe along the way you'll pick up a couple more people that you know, believe in it and, and uh, can help you. I think we just have to turn this thing around. Well, we'll keep doing this. You know, we're not getting any younger, and, and I'm thinking that um, unless somebody picks up the ball, my son-in-law's hadn't even heard of the the debt clock. A partner at Arthur Henderson, a CPA in, in a Mensa, I and hadn't, hadn't looked at it, hadn't heard about it. So the the debt clock, which I'm calling the death clock in New York City, Times Square, and you can get it on your handheld or on your computer, or uh, no one on the propaganda machine is going to tell you about the debt clock. But it's a combination of the, the national commerce business, uh, uh, business commerce... <laughs> What do they call it? The Chamber of Commerce and the government's budget office created the algorithms that are based upon history, historical trends and and conditions and laws and whatever. It's ingenious, and it's not only America, the federal government, it's each state is underwater and going around the world, enter the international debt clock, there's a giant Derivative bubble over the whole world of about six hundred trillion dollars, which is all orchestrated by uh, these central banking systems and the uh, overspending and deficit spending and never balancing any budget. It's just they ad- they add in the borrowing and the receipts and say they balanced it. So all of that has to stop. Uh, so how can you control that? Well, okay, that's a good question. How are you going to control it? Like in any business, you have a set of books that are based on generally accepted accounting principles. So you get reports that are on the accrual basis. I tried to get it done in Illinois in 1960, 1970, and went to the governor with how to do it, and we had had, had a project to do it, and the governor killed it. He didn't want the people to know. Sam Rayburn would say, go along to get along. Don't try to educate the voter. Otherwise, they'll throw you out. You know, if you expect these characters that are running our country to fix it, you're crazy. Why, well, are you going to just fire everyone? No, we're going, to, we're going to privatize a bunch of agencies and turn them into enterprises where they're accountable and have to make a profit and contribute to GDP and cash flow. And then this thing will turn around. It's, it's just like any other bad sporting uh, team, such as the Bears. You know, we got to go on offense. Now, Wink and Blinken and Austin Boston aren't going to save us. Uh, they, they, they are not thinking and have never experienced what we are doing here, which is free market enterprise. That's the French gave us the Statue of Liberty on that basis. We're the only free market enterprise in the world and the rest of these characters are feeding off of it. And to open the borders, that was the stupidest trick ever, ever. It's ridiculous. We don't owe the world, they, they're owing us. We're, we need to be the leaders and we've lost it. Come on, let's, let's, let's go on offense. And that isn't our State Department. It's for peaceful coexistence. We don't need to be touting that we have uh, uh, raider bombers and auric subs, because all China does is waste their capital on being more threatening, bigger military. Oh yeah, Trump had the the answer, peace through strength. No, his strength was fear. He wanted a big military. He wanted a big uh, defense budget. We need a big offense budget. We need to create more products, not just a bunch of robots running our country. Uh, and we need entrepreneurs that are also going to be leaders when it comes to the political system. It's way distorted to the to the Harvard graduates and the Yale graduates and not the small schools and, and the business entrepreneurs. Uh, yeah, is this a... a, a I'm now in the preaching mode, but that's where we have to go with the solution to answer your question. Any more questions? Well, that sounds pretty good. Okay, well, we're we're getting out of time here, so uh, talk to you later. Bye. Here I am again with the Ninth Wonder. It seems, in reading today, that it would be maybe the Best wonder, it's called Foresight. Yesterday should have been my day. The aftermath is so hard to take. Why can't I go to sleep right away instead of laying here awake? Why do my sheep seem to be jumping backwards and the days stretch into torturous fears? Why are my lips forming dry words and my eyes void of tears? But in reality, if I were to lift my eyes, not just looking over my shoulder, listening for the echo from the wise and this regret of growing older, having taken another painkiller, the wise and the winds winds even get high on screamers Th- screams thriller with questions as my age ascends with thoughts of life life's avoidable intersection for some eroding reason. I am still chasing perfection, so the sink of my life has this lesion. The mission is erratic, much like my personal prison. The patterns and passages all reek with static, but above all this is that positive reason. The reason it says, age brother." bothers you the the reason that says age bothers you and if you were to take a second in your own personal pain so your soul can beckon you to be to a happy good old boy and drink from tomorrow's cup smile and contemplate the joy as thoughts of the end do corrupt to the insight as to why it's not so and the reasons don't need an occasion they relentlessly move on to mortality, couched in human needs, In conclusion. Essentially, above all, we confess, hindsight is the root of hate. Insight is the root of kindness. Foresight is the root of love and fate. Such wisdom is the roots of youth, for seeing through life's blind spots, as foresight is the roots of truth, not forget-me-nots. With the future rooted in our youth and old age is the staging booth. Staging booth for what? For the journey hereafter. Where is hereafter? Well, you'll have to read my poem hereafter.